everybody, and thank you for joining the Marketing Miss Podcast. I'm T. I'm Aaron. Aaron, we got a good episode today. I think so. Today's episode is that television is an outdated form of marketing. I've heard this all over, haven't you? Yeah, especially recently when, you know, NFL just finished up and they usually release their numbers for, you know, viewership and stuff like that. So um, this is interesting. Like, you did some research into this, and I'm curious to see how it all stacks up. Yeah, so I think first of all, full disclosure, uh, Tabari and myself, we are digital marketers. And so we have a bias towards uh, forms of digital marketing versus traditional marketing. So I just wanted to put that out there to make sure a full disclosure T. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, and and really what this, this one caught my eye because I came across um, the, the survey from the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They put out uh, American Time of Use survey every year. And it's really interesting. And it, it really just surveys people to, to figure out what do they do with their time. And so obviously sports and leisure is a big part of that time. And the main part of that time within the leisure time is watching TV, which I thought was, you know, kind of interesting. And so, you know, being the numbers guy, I wanted to, to see and compare it over a year. And so I pulled 2007 information and compared it with 2017, which is the most recent data. Um, and I think it was nothing right there really surprised me outside of the just the sheer number of hours people watch television. So when you're looking from 15 to about 44 years old, consumption of TV dropped from 2007 to 2017. Uh, when you get to that 45 to 54 age, it's basically remained flat. Uh, but then when you get 55 plus, it actually increased which I thought was kind of crazy. You know, I, I suppose it makes a little sense. Those people, you know, maybe have grown up with TV. And so they're, they're more familiar with that, you know, medium. And so they just stick to it. Uh, but what I thought was interesting is just the sheer numbers. So you're talking 15 to 24 year olds. Those guys still watch two hours of TV every day. That's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so when you get to the 65 plus, those guys are watching almost four and a half hours of TV every day. That makes a little bit more sense, but it's still eye opening for me to see that. Yeah. So 15 to so 15 to 24 and then you go 25 to 34 and then the next range is 35 to 44. Those guys all watch about two hours a day. Uh, then two and a half hours jumps to that 45 to 54 jumping up to three hours for the 55 to 64 and then four, four and a half hours for 65 plus. So, I mean, again, I get it. Those guys are potentially are retired. They're maybe not working. They got more time in the day and more time to watch TV. But so that is though, even if you look at the, 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 the lower end of that two hours, that's still a, a, a huge part of a person's day. Yeah. Especially for me, two hours is a huge person portion of a person's day but then you look at the four hours that that 65 plus is spending that's a lot of tv yeah and so you got to think you know the the viewership is there and so if you look at solely at that you know in a in a silo you go like hey you know what if you get the right message uh if you provide the right ad provide value with your tv ad i mean i don't think you could say that it's outdated People are still watching a lot of TV. These numbers don't say that they're outdated. No, not at all. So let's look quick at gender. Who do you think watches more TV, TV, men or women? If I had to guess, I would say men. Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> by about a little bit. Three, 3.2 hours for men uh, and 2.7 hours for women. And that has increased a little bit from 27, uh, from 2007, uh, 2007, whatever you say, uh, to 2017. So, I, you know, people are watching TV. And so I think when you're looking at a general broad scope of uh, you know, does television work? Well, I mean, again, we get into a lot of the caveats, but again, the people are there. Uh, the one thing, though, that this survey doesn't take into account is a favorite topic of yours in my IT, and that is the connected TV. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of connected TV and especially how it affects viewership among today's time yeah so eMarketer is a is a source that i love to, to and they, they do a lot of great work and so they did a some analysis on cord cutters so people who are not paying traditional cable companies and they're getting cable or their tv elsewhere and so in 2018 uh when the time the time this came out they had estimated um that let me see there were uh this is about 10% of the population was a cord cutter, which is about 25 million people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good change. I mean, that's that's quite a few that's, people, that's, right? That's a lot of people, I was going to say. It yeah. sounds like a small number when you think about the entire population. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, and so those are people who now have cut cable in total. Okay, so those... Uh, when we're talking about CTV, so there are people um, that was like myself for until recently, but would pay a cable subscription, but also have a connected TV device. And so they estimate, eMarketer estimates that 55.5% of Americans uh, have access to a connected TV device. So a large, more than majority, majority of uh, Americans have access to these devices. So it's cutting into traditional TV? You know, I, I would think so. And, and I spoke a little bit wrong, too. It's not access to a device, but actually use the device at least once a month. Oh, yeah, that's definitely cutting into. For sure, right? I mean, because then we're talking 182 million people. And that's only expected to increase up to 60% over the next few years. And I, I think that's even conservative. I think it could really explode, um, you know, how many people are using those devices. Because I know for myself, even uh, connected TV is so much easier, so much cheaper than going through and paying, paying a cable bill. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I found an article that kind of supports that from Media Post. Um, they looked at this this year's Super Bowl, which is only one example, but the amount of people that actually watch it makes it kind of worth looking into. So what Media Post saw that, that uh, this year's Super Bowl um, was had a decline of 5% viewership since last year. Right. They, they said Nielsen, who rates uh, this TV rating, said that uh, traditional TV viewing on the CBS television network came in at 98.2 million viewers which is still a lot, but it was down from 103.4 million who watched the game last year. Right. They said it was the lowest Super Bowl viewing for a traditional linear TV network since 2008. And the numbers that you gave me from 2007, to if you look at the um, amount of hours people are spending watching TV in 2017, compared to 2007, the number has increased. But 
this year's Super Bowl, as an example, the numbers decreased. It was the lowest rated since 2008. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. do you think that people are watching on their t- CTV devices, but they're just not able to count those people? I think that's exactly it, because this Media Post article said that the average um, audience on digital platforms grew 31% to 2.6 million viewers during the game window. Last year, the Super Bowl viewed on digital platforms was just 2.02 million viewers. And in 2017, that was 1.72. So they said that uh, streaming of the Super Bowl was seen on 7.5 million unique devices, up 20% from last year. Viewers took in more than 560 million total minutes of live game coverage, and that was up from 19% last year. Yeah. So they said that, uh, so CBS also has an ad-supported streaming service called CBS All Access. And they said they posted an increase of 84% in subscriber signups on Super Bowl Sunday. That's how you went to watch the game. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things that those numbers support that the connected TV aspect of it is definitely taking its piece of the pie. But the numbers you said earlier show that people are still watching traditional TV too. Yeah, people are still, they're not going anywhere. They're still they are still consuming the content. What I think that the Bureau of Labor Statistics study maybe missed is how they're actually watching that content. Yeah, they're watching it on a television, but how are they getting that device on the screen or the, the show on that, the, the, the television? Is it a, like you said, a linear television cable subscription or is it through something like roku is it something through youtube tv or whatever that may be so and then if you look at two advertisers so eMarketer does a good job of of surveying advertisers and where are they going to spend their money and how they're going to spend their money and so like you said linear tv so traditional tv uh 67 so like yeah we're gonna stay the same and just 12% so that they're gonna increase their budgets on linear TV. But when you're looking at connected TV, 29% so that they're gonna actually increase uh, their budget and only 6% so they're gonna decrease their CTV budget while 21% so they're gonna decrease their linear TV budget. So I think marketers are starting to catch on, especially on a, a big level, you know, these big, big brands, because I know I'm, I'm on CTV and all I see is big brands on there and I'm getting kind of bored of it. Yeah, every now and then you see a local company pop up on there and I'm like, that company knows where the market is for their audience. So, but you know, again, Coca-Cola, I think they have a little less risk with their marketing dollars as compared to a mom and pop shop. So they can take what they can, what smaller companies consider risks. Yeah. But But I think it's important too, is there's similarities between CTV and T and I have talked in depth about this on the podcast, but even to, you know, in person, um, there's differences. There's a lot of similarities between linear TV and the CTV. I mean, the production needs to be, uh, top notch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, we don't want to cut corners there um, on a, from a CTV commercial or the the product versus the versus a, a standard linear TV commercial ad. Uh, but then there, the the thing is, it's just different from there uh, because the cost is different. Uh, it's really hard to find how much it costs to put an ad on on TV. Uh, 
and there's a lot of variations too. If you want to put it, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It, it, it has a, uh, a list of all the top TV shows and how much it costs to put a single 30 second television ad on like the Big Bang Theory's final season or This Is Us or some of these just massive TV shows. And I mean, it's like $400,000. Yeah. And I know that we looked into um, prices for Hulu advertising mm-hmm. and it was, I think... $50,000 for your campaign. And I was like, I can understand that um, premium placement. You know, people yeah. are right there in front of your TV. They're not looking away. They're not going to yeah. go up and walk the dog on commercial break because they're invested in the show. Yeah, I can't imagine too many people that are listening to this podcast um, would be wanting to, to advertise a 30-second spot on This Is Us uh, on a national level. But you know what? On local level, it make, it can make sense, too. So... You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of variation on the numbers there too, uh, but a local television commercial costs anywhere from a hundred bucks, I think. You know, give or take a thirty second spot to you know well over I think two, three, four, five thousand dollars a spot, depending on you know is it primetime news, is it primetime TV, you know where where that ad is, and so I mean that's a little bit more affordable. But it's still I, I don't know I, I just couldn't imagine paying those prices. It's so expensive. Yeah, you have to be really invested, really dedicated to paying to paying those prices. Yeah, and you can still say, "Hey, I want to put an ad on, you know, a sports game because I know certain people watch sports." Blah 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 blah. blah. But when you're talking about targeting, we can we can we can really narrow it in and, and T you're the expert on, on the targeting piece of the CTV thing, but we can take people's interests. We can take their demographics. We can take their ge- geographic area. We can take so many different layers and add them on. And so we're not wasting your ad that you spend so much money on. And we can really take that budget and really zoom it into who you want to see your ad, not just whoever's watching the 10 o'clock news. Yeah. And one of the things you didn't mention, and I, I absolutely am amazed that we can do this is that we can take people's past purchases and say, okay, if you know somebody has purchased a Subaru in the past month and you know that you have a add on piece for the car or whatever it is, you can target by that. So while somebody who's just bought a Subaru is watching their connected TV device, they have the ability, we have the ability to target them and hopefully that they will resonate with your ad because, you know, you followed everything you that you do normally for traditional TV spots and they resonate with your ad and they say, Oh, that's really ironic that I just bought a Subaru and now I'm getting shown this. Yeah. I think, I think the use cases are endless. I mean, what if you're a, you're, if you're a travel tourism, I mean, you know, somebody purchased a hotel stay somewhere or, uh, I mean, if you know, somebody's interested in, in sports and you know, they're traveling through it. I mean, just, just the, the, the use cases and the targeting for, for these ads is is it's just mind-boggling yeah and not only to get into my favorite one the ability to tell stories across connected tv devices that's another good one i like that that's that's good but we'll save that for next episode yeah so i think again here now if we're going to revisit the the myth television is an outdated form of marketing i think that in itself is false it is not an outdated form of marketing what do you think I have to agree reluctantly. Yeah. I mean, I think when you, it's how you define television, right? Is that, are we talking linear television? Are we talking uh, over the top television? Are we talking CTV? 
uh, if we're talking linear, it, it depends if you're marketing to old people, sorry, old people, 65, 55 plus, uh, it probably makes, maybe makes sense, even though it's going to be really expensive. Uh, if you're marketing to younger kid and younger people, these, these people are still watching TV, how, how they're watching TV, uh, is, is the big question. So, but I still think that type of visual, uh, storytelling, like you said, uh, you know, being in their face, I think is still extremely effective. Yeah. And I think it also depends on what your definition of outdated is, you know, can it still be effective? Yeah. Depending on your ad message, if you really want to target those 65 and older, like you said, but, um, if you want to be intentional about your ad spend, then I think linear television may be a little outdated. I hear you there. Well, I'm going to say that it's busted. Busted. All right, Aaron. Well, hey, everybody, you can find um, our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify. So be sure to subscribe on those platforms so you can get the heads up when we have a new episode. Also, if you have a good marketing myth that you want more information about that you think we can bust, go ahead and send it over to us and we'll be sure to add that to our docket for episodes. Well, in that case, everybody have a good day. I'm T. I'm Aaron. And we'll see you later. See you guys.